from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. That would be us. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Masonic Light Podcast. This is Tim Dedman. Uh, I am not Pete Ruggieri. Hello. 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 Uh, yeah, Pete uh, is, uh, what do we say, he's phoning it in tonight? Yeah, well, that's, we'll, we'll leave it there, and yeah. we'll, we'll get around to Pete in a minute. We'll ask him what he's been up to. So. Yeah, so uh, this is episode 141. You're making that up. No. <sighs> 141. 141. Well, that's Bacardi's magic number, right? Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Go. So this is the Bacardi episode. Yes. I thought that was 151. So go get a Roman Coke. 151. Okay. So all right. Never mind. All right. So episode 141. Uh, This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Ding. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Where for as little as one dollar a month. One dollar a buck. You can keep this craziness going. Um, we greatly appreciate all of our. Uh, we're going to need that patrons. dollar to fix the microphone yeah, that Larry's gonna... breaking right yeah. now. <laughs> what are you doing? Jeez. Uh, okay. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, thank you again to our uh, Patreon supporters, um, especially those of you that contribute at the Master Mason level of thirteen dollars. We love you. We love you. We love you. Long time. Uh, so, uh, what have we been up to since we last met? Uh, Jack, why don't you start us off? Oh, man. Oh, I knew you were going to do that to me. I said no. <laughs> um, so, first, in front of mind is um, I, I wish uh, farewell my brother to Harvey Davidoff, who is a, a good friend of mine from Maryland. Um, he's a past master of Amicable St. John's Lodge Number 25 in Cockeysville, Maryland. I think he was a four- or five-time master. Uh, he was their principal mentor, so sort of like I do here in Africa. But when I was Worshipful Master in 2009, I wanted my lodge to visit other jurisdictions and see how it was done, because I knew it was done differently. I just didn't know how. So I, I sort of just held my hand over the map, and it fell down and, and on, on Cockeysville, Maryland, and we picked Amicable St. John's Lodge, and there was this lunatic on the other side, Harvey <laughs> Davidoff, who got back to me, and he's like, oh, my God, this is great. You guys are great. We love you. Come down here, and we'll show you our lodge. And, and from then on, um, uh, Effort Lodge 665 and Amicable St. John's 25 have been uh, sort of you know brother-sister lodge um, for, for all that time, since 2009. And... They come up to our lodge in the woods, and we go down to their ceremonies. But my brother Harvey passed away this past week, um, and that was a drag. And uh, so I, I, I had I had been to Jewish funerals before, and I had been to Masonic funerals before, but I'd never been to a Masonic Jewish funeral before in Maryland. Uh, in Maryland, yeah. So even out of jurisdiction. So 
Um, but there were 50 or 60 Masons there uh, to give um, homage to, to um, Harvey. He's a great guy. I will miss him. Uh, he was a big part of my Freemasonry and reminded me really what it, what it meant to be a Mason was to be a friend. And uh, Harvey, was, Harvey was everybody's friend. So um, beyond that, I, I had the honor and privilege of attending the Region 2, I guess we are, right? Mm -hmm. Region 2 um, Mentor School uh, this past week in Harrisburg. And um, I'll put my dues card on the table. Y'all can come get it. I was going to say, how was that? It was uh, – <laughs> That good. It was, it was to form. <laughs> I'm just – I'm going to say this. It was to form, right? It was exactly to be expected. Um, all of the lodges that are doing it and doing it well – we're there. The lodges that are not doing it and are not doing it well, we're not there. Imagine Sur that. Surprise, surprise. Right? So, so why do you suppose they're doing it well? Because they were there, right? I mean, that's really the, the long and short of it. And they introduced um, uh, a, a, a record-keeping system for uh, mentees and mentors and meetings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and at some point, it will be integrated into the Grand Lodge, um, into Grandview. But it's not ready yet. And everybody in the room kind of was like, this isn't ready. Why, th that means we're going to implement it next gonna, month. No, we're going <laughs> to implement it on paper. And then we're going to save all that paper until it's ready. And then somebody... You remember that guy, somebody? He's a member of my lodge. Mm -hmm. um, somebody is going to go back and retroactively add all that data back into the system. Well, no. We all know that's not probably not going to happen, I should say. Um, but the system is sound. I mean, it's, you know, are the people being properly measured? Because the statistics show that if you're properly measured, you become a better mason. You, you tend to stay attached longer and do more things and join other bodies. So, I mean, it, it's a program that works. You just, you can't mandate the kind of program that that is because it it requires people who are enthusiastic. And I don't know, that, so that's my soapbox. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, I think. Uh -huh. Or maybe not, because maybe I killed it here. But, um, so that's it. We've got, um, we've got, uh, what else? We've got, uh, Larry, what have you been up to? After you, I don't really feel like doing a whole <laughs> I know. <laughs> a lot of people say that. Uh, um, oh, gosh. What have I been up to? I guess, no. I haven't done. <laughs> uh, lodge meeting last night. Yeah, hey, we had lodge meeting last night. Very, hey, well, very, well, very well attended. Woo! And it's like, you're probably going to say, we've been going there six months, and our attendance level is really very good. There's a lot of activity going on. There's a lot of committees meeting. Stuff is really happening. It's kind of exciting. And I had two meetings to go to because I'm on the Hall Association. And we met after lodge meeting. We didn't get out of there until about quarter to 10, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and that's interesting because we now have an idea, a budget for redoing the entire lodge. <gasps> what? It is... Oh. Big. I, I know a designer that could work with you. 
That's what we're looking for. <laughs> one, of the things, one of the things that we talked about in the whole association meeting was having a designer do this. Let's put a pin in that because actually that could be one of the things in, that we talk about. Yeah, yeah. I can work with that, That's darling. Great. That's great. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great meeting. Great meeting. Um, other than that, regular goose and gridiron, tall cedars, I guess that was last show. But anyway. All right. Well, else. what have I been up to? Um, actually, I'm going to only mention two things this time. How about <gasps> what? That? Yeah. We can move along. Yeah. Tim forgot his phone. No. <laughs> my calendar wouldn't open. Yes. Let me, um, let me point the microphone at his right. missing screen. Um, so on Monday night of this week, Eureka West Shore Lodge, number what was 302. Was? It's easy for me to say, yeah. right? Um, we held our annual strawberry night and pig roast. Uh, prior to, <laughs> I don't know. That just struck me funny. I'm not sure it why. Probably should have been the other strawberry way around, night right? and pig roast. Pig roast <laughs> happened before the meeting. Okay, um, All right. and um, we had about 80 people sign up. I think that was probably about what the attendance was. So that was pretty good. Uh, had good attendance at the meeting. Um, it was a very brief meeting. We were in and out in about an hour and 15 minutes, and that was with a ballot and long and. Uh, uh, Long opening and closing and everything. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was a really good meeting, and uh, guys are uh, excited. Uh, the other, uh, I actually was uh, a guest last night at um, Millersville Lodge, uh, and I would concur with what Larry said. It was uh, just great to see the sidelines uh, nearly full. Is that, um, is that Lamberville? Lamberville, uh, Millersville, um, and and I want to commend you guys because I mean. Um, you know, lodge mergers are tough, and, and we can talk about that a little more t- too later. But um, you guys have come through with shining colors, and um, you've got guys that are stepping up, and it's just exciting to hear about all the good things going on there. So, uh, Pete, how about you? What have you been up to? Hey, everybody. This is Pete from Masonic Light Podcast. Sorry I can't be there tonight, but uh, uh, upper management, also known as uh, my wife, um, strongly recommended that I stay home tonight. Um, this past Monday, I started uh, a brand new job. I went back to my old job from 25 years ago at 911. So I'm in nine weeks of training from 7:30 in the morning to 5:30 in the afternoon. The good news is I get to leave early to go to radiation treatments for three weeks, which also kind of wears you out. So. Um, I'll be there at the next show. I just, uh, it's been a long weekend. On Sunday, we, um, myself and a few brothers went to go see the Oklahoma Indian Degree Team down in Delaware, and it was an amazing show. Um, if you ever get a chance to see these guys, definitely do it. We would love to have them on the show if any of those guys listen. Um, it's, yeah, they did a great job. Um, but that was a long day. Besides the three and a half hours of the Indian degree, you know, it was your standard. Everybody important has to talk, so it kind of turned into a six and a half hour event. Um, and then last night, I filled in for the Worshipful Master of the Lodge and ran a meeting. And Josh and Tim and Larry were all there. It was a fun night, but it was also a late night. I didn't get home until after 9.30. So, yeah, between work, radiation, and Masons, uh, it kind of kicked my butt. So, sorry I'm not there. Um, If anything goes wrong with tonight's episode, just blame Larry. Thank you. We always do. Yes. Um, 
Pete, uh, we wish you the best, and uh, I hope you uh, get well rested. And just know that our thoughts are with you. Um, but we, more importantly, we want you to take care of yourself. So follow that up, Josh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was at the lodge meeting, like like they both said. It was a good yes, meeting. Yes, you were. Uh, what time did you get there? A few minutes late. <laughs> I was supposed to be two, in a chair. Two. Two minutes late. Supposed to be in a chair. By the time I got to where I was supposed to be, my chair was taken. And he wouldn't relinquish it. And he refused to relinquish the chair. Oh. Yes. And so, so many of us that were actually, sitting on his side we said we should have duped you it out. Actually, just, you know who really took my chair? JP took my chair. <sighs> JP. Oh. JP, because I was supposed to be senior. You were supposed warden. to be senior warden. That's right. Yeah. But so anyway, let me just say. He pointed at Ron. And since anyway. since you brought up JP, there's a couple of guys that are stepping up in your lodge, coming back. That, that nobody has to step up or be master or repeat master or whatever, but they're coming back. And I think uh, I think Tim is really excited to talk about that later on in the show. Is yeah. uh, you know things are coming back and it, we're all digging it. Yeah, that's be- because there's there's a certain amount of it, of excitement in our in our lodge, and it's there. It's it's it's. What's the word? Palpable. You can, you can feel it. Yes. Growing. You can feel it. That's a good vocab throbbing. word, Larry. Throbbing. That's good. Good. Did you look he that does one crosswords. Yeah. yeah. But you, you can feel it. You can see it. There, there's a, there's a real sense of excitement there, and people come back for that. Great. Yeah. That's what we want. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and hear from one of our show sponsors, George J. Grove and Sons. Uh, we are thankful for all of our sponsors, but especially to them, and we're going to hear from them now. So we'll be right back. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove and Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. back uh before the break we uh, <laughs> Wait, where did we go <laughs> yeah where did we go um i'm so confused uh, uh we were talking a little bit about some of the really cool things going on um in freemasonry uh and you know it reminds me a couple of episodes when uh, right worshipful past grand master gammon was here and he shared with all of us you know the challenge that he faced as Grand Master at the time, shutting down the fraternity, and his concern about what the fraternity was going to look like on the other end of it when we tried to open it back up. And as we were preparing for tonight's show, and this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what that means is, you know, while Larry was going to Having the bathroom, cocktails, while yeah. we were waiting to have, yeah, start, 
But we, we talked about Shut up, Larry. all the good things that were, were going on in, in, in our intro tonight. We, we began to talk to them. And so I thought that would be an awesome way to approach tonight's show is I, this renaissance that we're seeing in Freemasonry. I mean, when I think about what was happening B.C., yeah. before COVID, right. um, all, all anybody in the fraternity could talk about was, oh, my God, we're going to all close. We're all merging. Everything sucks. Uh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hearing that now. I mean, some of it happened over the break, to be sure, like Lamberville or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but but it it's like we've we've like popped out the other side, like you know, a little rubber ducky, and and it's like we're there, and stuff's happening. You guys are doing good. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the fraternity. There's a lot of social stuff happening. Um, it it uh, a lot of people are getting excited and getting involved, and I think it's terrific. Yeah, I I don't know. I hope it's there. And on on the on this side of it also, it it seems to me that there are a lot more social type events that are going on that are drawing people in, not just to blue lodges, but into all of our appendant bodies, uh, in ways that they hadn't done before. I know the same thing. The same is true. Um, with Scottish Rite at the Valley of Harrisburg. Uh, we heard from the Imperial Potentate from Zimbo, um, and we had the, um, what, what, what do we call Mo, the, the chief? Director of Booze. Or director of like Booze that. of the Water Spirit Shiners. <laughs> I don't remember what his title was. Um, but, I mean, just so many things like that, and, and, and the social activity that we saw last night at uh, Millersville. So, it's like Ross Perot used to say. <laughs> Can we talk? I, if, if you hear that giant sucking sound sucking you towards shrine, <laughs> <laughs> sooner or later, they're going to get you. Talk about that, Jack. That oh, I don't know. I, 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 was, I was talking to the guys before the show started, and I, I'm like, We've done like six shrine shows in a row, so they're wearing me down. It's like the whole propaganda machine, right? Uh, and and I'm just like, all right, what do I want to join shrine? I don't know. I ask these guys for some advice. Maybe you know, <laughs> post your advice on our Facebook page. Oh my god! And uh, but I I just I don't know. I I'm I. I've decided that I'm not going to progress through York Rite, not because I don't believe in what York Rite represents, but because I, 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 I'm not comfortable going there uh, for my own personal reasons, and it's nothing against anything. So jackass for my opinion. Oh, geez. I've been a Freemason for 32 years before I joined Scottish Rite. I can't give a good opinion. Well, I, you know, and... I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, I came in on a one-day class. I went, I went one, two, three, four, seven, fourteen, and thirty-two, bam, in one day. Sure, I got a lot out of that. Um, so, um, so I don't know. the The one thing that resonated with me when Mike Smith was here, uh, the Imperial Potentate, um, was the circus, and I'm not sure why. Um, it's not like resembles this show. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe like attracts like. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. It, it's just there's something um, there's something attractive about that. Um, I never. I, I think I went to the circus two or three times as you know in my life. Um, but um, 
But I think that's a great presence that we can pre present to the community, even if, even if it's a fundraiser. I mean, it is a fundraiser for, for what Shrine does. But, um, you know, it, it's a very important thing that happens. And I don't know. I'm just getting sucked towards Shrine, and I can't, I can't help myself. I'm just being drawn to it. And I don't like that. Someone, someone save me. What, you I don't have like always that? It's a red fez, babe. Zembo Circus. Like I, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a thing. It's an institution in yeah. Harrisburg. In central Pennsylvania, it's bigger than Harrisburg. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and I know it's tough. I mean, I know that they've lost like 7,000% of their membership over the last, you know, four minutes. Mm -hmm. I get it, um, and I and I've I've said since I joined I don't want to join another you know decaying body, but I think there's I think there's something to what they do. I think there's something to what the Shriners do, and I, not not to take away from anything else. I I, I love the Scottish Rite, um, and it's just not for me at this moment. Um, and the York Rite is uh, I've gone about as far in York Rite as I care to go. Uh, given what I understand about the commitments further on. And um, so that's, yeah. What were we talking about? Well, uh, no, I think, you know, it, it gets back to... Pete's road noise? Is Pete's that road noise, right. <laughs> uh, you know, in our last episode, you know, the Shrine is clearly the most recognizable charity within all Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. And as Freemasons, um, we should want to see all of our bodies be successful. And we should want to get out of those bodies what we can um and i think they're making a really good pivot i right really now. do I, too and, and i think what what particularly what mike and seth and others are doing um no is, i mean in the other bodies like oh, in Scott, the other bodies. scottish right northern I'm masonic sorry. jurisdiction scottish right yeah with uh hood grads uh you know great program yep. uh, they've got a lot of people uh involved in it nationally yeah and um, like that's a great program, and they're, I think it was timely to do the video presentations mm -hmm. because we needed it during COVID. Mm -hmm. So that was a you know that was a perfect sort of blend into that. Mm -hmm. um, what they're going to do going forward, I'm not really sure because it changes the whole dynamic of Scottish Rite, right? Because it was all about everybody getting together and putting on a play, play, well, Larry, play. Uh, yeah. Um, but but now. Well, let me let me tell you uh, kind of where they're going with that, and, and I can't speak tell us, Tim. Um, to the full extent of it, but they've now developed this program called the Pathfinder Program. Uh. <laughs> okay. I think Larry has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> how did Chewbacca get in here? Wow. Wow. <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Larry. All right. Holy crow. But, but I think it addresses exactly <laughs> what you were just talking about, Jack. Um, it's recognizing that every every you know you're not going to get a thousand people in a room all traveling the same path, mm -hmm. and this enables each person to go their own path, if you will. And uh, they have put together several uh, benchmarks, I think they call them, um, that folks can do. I've taken a look at it. It's not something that I'm, um, you know focused on a whole lot right now because I just need to understand more about it. But I do think that that's an example of something they're doing to try to address the needs of 
a new generation of folks uh, in the fraternity. It's just passport with a fancy name and a couple words added to it. It's the passport program. Have you looked at it, Larry? Yes. You have? Yes, I have. All right. So yes, tell, me, tell us about it. I'm not going to tell you about it because I just threw the book onto my desk. That's where it is. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, not that it's bad. Yeah. Not that it's bad. I'm, I'm glad for it. I really am. <laughs> wow. But it's just, wow. it's yeah. just a passport. What have you done now. with Larry? Interesting. <laughs> Well, I, you know, for future advertising, I can't, you know, okay. burn the bridges. You gotta, you gotta be political. Um, so it, it's funny because all these programs, everybody wants to have a program because somebody wants the magic bullet, right? This is really what it's all about. Is there once that that everybody wants to be the guy who fired the magic bullet that fixed Freemasonry? And it's just never going to happen because it's so intricate and it's it's like it's trying to re-sew a spider web together. But I want to remind you, Jack. Oh, geez. You're involved in a very solid program with the Academy of Masonic Knowledge. Yeah, if I was only doing it still. <laughs> the problem is it takes a lot of time. I'm so ashamed. It really does. I read all the books. I did all the papers. And you know what? I only made it to the first level. I just got I just couldn't do anymore. But it, it takes a lot. You gotta really focus on that. And I think you're more goal oriented than I am, so Oh geez. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But in any case, I think we're in a great spot. I mean I I've I've said it all along. I, there were you know, those people were talking about uh Freemasonry were declining at such a rate and in in what was it? Twenty forty? We're going to be done mm -mm. because we're going to be. That was what somebody. <clears throat> no, no, that's never going to be the case. There's always going to be a certain population of people that are going to carry this forward until it all of a sudden blossoms again and 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 trends up. And what I'm noticing it is it's guys in their thirties and forties. Absolutely, absolutely. Our entered apprentices. Yeah. I'm estimating about forty years old. So uh, I. I went to this mentoring class thing, this Region 2 mentoring program, and I, I kind of dissed it at the opening, and I apologize for that because I didn't mean to. It's great that people have the passion to do this kind of program, to create this kind of thing, because it means that they care, and that's great. That's This, this will only die when people stop caring, right? And those guys care. They put together a program. It's a good program, um, but it's not online yet. And it's being presented as an online program, sort of, kind of, except it's not ready yet, except uh. so, so it's not quite ready. But when, like, several of us looked around the room and we're like, okay, this is region two. There should be like 45 lodges represented in region two. There's like 12, right? And which 12? Well, it's the 12 that are kicking ass right now because they're there. And they're there because they're kicking ass, and they're kicking ass because they're there. Right? And the rest of the lodges that are moping about, we don't have anything, we're going to close, and we're going to merge, and blah, blah, blah. where were you? We got some great ideas here, but you weren't here to hear them. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a lodge and you're frustrated because it isn't moving towards success, you know, towards a healthy lodge, you know, reach up to the to the officers in the lodge and say, guys, you know, did you go to this? Did you go to this regional thing? 
what came out of it? What can we do? What, how can we help? You know, be that guy in your lodge that, that pushes up from underneath um, and makes the officers do their jobs because they're supposed to be there at these meetings. Um, you know, given there's a lot of meetings that they're supposed to be at. I, I understand that. I went through it when I was master, so I understand. Um, but there's some good stuff happening in the fraternity right now, and if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. I have to go back to um, Larry's passport comment because um, I'm sorry. I just, I mean, being an officer in the Lodge of Perfection, I just, I, I, I have to represent. I, well, not only do I have to represent, I just, I mean, I feel like that it's not giving a fair characteristic of uh, what we were talking about because one of the things that we have always mentioned. It was my opinion. Okay. Well, I'm going. Opinions are great, and if and if and if you believe that's what this is, then that's fine. But I want to back up with some facts because I did go to the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction website. Opinions are like, <laughs> yeah, things. Um, and, and there is a portion that is Friends? like a passport. There, are, there is a section. Well, let me finish. There's a section about. Say, no, no, Larry, down, Larry, down, down. <laughs> just down. let me say, I didn't like passport either. So there you go. Okay, no kidding. There you is a tell. section about the organization that is a little bit like a passport. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is the self improvement and self reflection piece. <clears throat> that I think too many times when we sit in our various plays. Um, <laughs> we don't necessarily get Skits. the opportunity for um, is to reflect on what are the underlying meanings of those degrees and how does it help make me a better person and to me that is much more than watching something and going out and getting a book stamped in addition to that um, there are sections about uh, the Tim, various programs wait, stop flag <laughs> okay. flag is thrown in the play all right uh, of let let's Let's say there was 240 people in the auditorium okay. that day. All right. How many of them, 240, okay. how many of them even think that there might be something more meaningful than just what they saw on the stage? Well, I would hope that all of them would. Mm, you would hope. I mean, I would hope that as a Freemason, I mean, from the very beginning, we talk about wanting to improve ourselves. Now, do we do a good job of making sure that that is taught through our mentoring programs? Right. Uh, Blame the mentors. There it is. Well, no, it's okay. not blaming anybody. It's just saying that we need to make sure people understand that the third degree, while that reaches the pinnacle of Freemasonry, your growth as a Freemason does not stop. Right. And, and in a mentoring realm, okay, mentoring the, the guy who's just received his third degree does not necessarily stop at, well, you need to hold your hands like this when you pray, right. and you have to do this when you say the who, and the got to do the did, did, did. That's not the stuff that – it matters. It matters in that ritual matters right. because it forces your mind into a place where these things can be, you know, managed inside of you, but that's not what this is, right? Nobody knows that. Less than twenty-five percent of people really understand. They may say, "Oh, yeah, it's a deeper meaning of the," but they don't know. They've never thought about it, and that's that's where 
that's where the future of this thing is because the younger so guys where, are So how do we get that. them from what you just described to where they do understand? You have you have a you have one nerd in each lodge, the the official nerd of the lodge, who's thinking about that kind of stuff and and is trying to impress it on the new people coming in. That's where the mentoring comes in. Right. Right. But you can't um, you can't you can't enlighten someone to that perspective unless you yourself have had that perspective. Correct. See, the guys, a lot of guys, haven't had that perspective yet. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't understand yet, but yet they're responsible for mentoring the next candidate that comes in. So it's it's kind of it's it's a. I don't know. It's a hamster wheel. We we have to you know you have to first mentor the mentors um, and show them that there's something more here than just uh, you know there are 17 signers of the Declaration of Independence and the Mediterranean dump tea in the harbor and not again none of that matters right right it's it's what's going on inside that guy and he doesn't know how to learn that stuff that's why I'm really happy that. Pennsylvania is requiring, at some level, uh, learning the oath and obligations. Oh, because I agree. Other jurisdictions have always had to do that. Right. We we decided that was not a good idea. Not sure why, but whatever. But it's coming back now. And that came up in the mentoring program, uh, that, that meeting that we were at, um, is that a lot of lodges um, are, are, are very hardcore on that because they understand that if you teach a guy – the oath and obligation, he's a third of the way to conferring a degree. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he looks around and goes, I could do that. You know, now you've got a guy that thinks he might be able to be an officer. Mm-hmm. But before that, you know, there's no way I could learn all that stuff. I mean, you said it, right? There's no way I could learn all that stuff. I'm pointing at Josh. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but having them having them have to learn it now, as part of their progress, is is huge. Um, it's it's a huge part of what we do in our lodge because those guys now know that they could learn it if they really committed themselves to it because they they had to learn this. And you teach them the tricks and, and that kind of stuff. I, uh, I I think I might have been either it was when I was senior deacon or junior warden. I wrote like an email to Ron Carson like suggesting that we require the oath and obligation as like a mandatory requirement or at least the option for somebody to like you know make that a requirement for themselves before they advance rather than you know forcing them to the next degree mm-hmm. or whatever and like just because from my perspective I I thought it was so meaningful to like actually understand like what you're actually what you're actually even saying in your oath like it's it's one thing to repeat some lines it's another thing to to think about those words and what they mean and think about like you know what you're actually saying. Well, I mean, we hear the word inculcate, right? Right. Do you, do you have you looked it up? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No. All right, inculcate. Just for those that are outside of Pennsylvania, inculcate is a word that we use often in in ritual because it means to learn by repeating. Mm. Right? And that the more Frequently and more, more, 
um, you know, fervently, you repeat these words, mm -hmm. they become a part of who you are. And they do because they're neural pathways now, right? They, they are literally electronically a part of who you are. Yep. And, and I think that's, that's such a missing component to what we do in our lodge. Uh, Larry had to learn all that stuff, right? We had a in South Carolina. We had a catechism. Yes, we did. And uh, before you could uh, progress to the next degree, you went into the body of an open lodge and were quizzed by the body of membership in the lodge. And you, you had to know your stuff, or else you couldn't go to the next degree. Yeah. So not only, I it mean, it, you know, some people say skin in the game. It's not really skin in the game. It's it's changed the wiring of your brain. Mm. And, and that's really literally what's going on when you memorize these words as you're literally rewiring to include these words in your, in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's a, a thing that is immensely powerful. Tim, you were talking about, you know, how do you make, how do you make yourself better, right? That, that's Well, and again, within that ritual, there are many lessons, both M-I-N-I -I and M-A-N-Y. <laughs> Um, That's for you people from Kentucky. Right. <laughs> I have to distinguish. You know. It's like a tar arn. It's like a tar arn. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, we, we had, a, we had a, a, a past master from an, a nearby lodge did a program for us the other night on the opening charge. And you think about you know, how simple could that be? Oh, no, that's great. That's and big yet, stuff. Huge. You, you know, <clears throat> as he said, you know, how many of you come into this lodge? And you hear that every single meeting. And are your thoughts of are are your thoughts simply, oh, this is something we have to do before we say the Pledge of Allegiance and the Secretary gets up to talk about minutes? Or are you really stopping to think about what those words mean? Yeah, it's uh, actually we had um, a brother did a paper on tiling the lodge yeah. and what that whole process of tiling the lodge you know emotionally should yeah. be should be doing to you it's yeah. not time to lean over to talk to the guy next to you about right. the spaghetti dinner it, it's it's an opportunity for you to start that meditation that gets you to that place where the outside world just isn't a bother anymore mm -hmm. and that's that's a uh, that's a meditation that again it's another skill set that we've lost one of the things uh, our speaker encouraged folks to do was both during the opening and closing charge, he said simply close your eyes and with everything you can do, listen and think. And, you know, for the first, it was interesting because when they did the closing charge at the end, I looked around the room and it really wasn't guys sleeping. Um, it was guys yeah. taking what he said to heart. Um, and I know that for me, it was like you, you, I've never really thought about those charges that way. Oh, I yeah. And it just—they're so powerful. Um, so I don't, all right. So this may need to get snipped out. I don't know. I just want to say it. But um, my favorite, one of one of my favorite lines in all of Freemasonry, is the line about wisdom seeks the secret shade and the lonely cell designed for contemplation. There enthroned, she sits. She. Delivering her sacred oracles. There we are to seek her and to pursue the real bliss. Mm -hmm. I, that is that is poetry to me it's that's beyond anything. I, I heard that last night, and my thought was, wisdom is feminine. Yes. 
They're uh, enthroned. She. So said, therefore, your wife knows more than you do. Well, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for reducing it to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Absolutely. It's it's, it's just um yeah that that opening charge is and is, and is this brilliant. I don't mean to take this another direction, but. I think in Freemasonry, for like 150 years, we've ignored the feminine part of Freemasonry. Well, it's 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 the feminine aspect of the deity. Yeah. Right. I mean, because they're you know in in a lot of ancient um, religions and and even even into Judaism and Christianity, there's a masculine and a feminine aspect of the Holy One, and the Holy One becomes two, and the two are three. And and that's the triad that creates, you know, the first triad, and and that goes back, you know, beyond Moses um, to oh, yeah. to wherever, the is that one becomes two and the two then become three, and that is um, that is a that that's an axiom in Freemasonry philosophically, that um, again, who talks about that? Right. Exactly. Right? So that's the kind of stuff that, that that the nerds need to take over and just rule the world. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hear from our sponsor, Ironman Solomon Cigars, and uh, maybe a couple of other folks, and we'll be right back. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back, and a couple of uh, unspoken, unrecorded commercials for us. We've got a couple of new sponsors that would like to participate with us. One in particular who is uh, who has already stepped up, and one that we're just trying to shame into becoming a, <laughs> a, a sponsor of the show. Uh, the one who has stepped up already is Scott Helm, um, Helm Electric. Uh, what what is do you, do you remember the name of his official company? Anyway, well, um, we're, we're going to draft a real yeah, honest we'll, God we'll, commercial. We'll have a real so. commercial on on air for you, Scott. So don't worry about it. But in the meantime, Scott Helm, uh, Commercial Electric Services. Uh, Scott is uh, uh, responsible for wiring the studio here. Uh, and some of the adjacent rooms. Larry, stop it. Don't don't say it. <laughs> if if we can't find it. a phone number, we're in deep dark oh, dirt yeah. with him no, because we're, we're going to get a call. We'll have, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. Um, uh, so anyway, so Scott Helm is one. Uh, the one we would like to shame into becoming a sponsor is Jim Switzenberg, uh, who is the owner and um, chief bottle washer of uh, John Wright's restaurant in Wrightsville. 
in uh, our grotto meets there. Um, he is Jim is a um, uh, a super guy. Uh, he's a prophet of the enchanted realm, uh, and uh, he owns one of, one of the highest performing restaurants in central Pennsylvania. Um, the food is amazing. Uh, the service is awesome, and we just uh, we just love John Wright's restaurant. So, uh, in fact. Josh, you live like rock throwing distance from John Wright's, right? I do. Well, you have to throw awfully hard. You have to go across the river. Yeah, that's that's like a mile wide river at that point. So we're going to call Josh on that lie. But other than that, uh, uh, really good food. And Jim, if you're listening, um, pony up and let's make you a sponsor. Um, the last one that I would like to reach out, and this is this is okay. They're laughing at me. This is legit. Okay. Um, there is a guy who is a brother master mason who owns a cheese shop. You've heard us refer to him as the cheesemonger of Gap, right? Bill Howder is uh, the proprietor of the, the Gap Cheese Shop. It's in a red brick building right next to the Gap Lighthouse slash clock tower. Um, and, um, and, and you have to catch him on the right day because he's not always open. But Bill is a fantastic guy. Um, he's just a character. Uh, you'll leave there having tasted more cheese than you ever knew existed. But he will, he will send you away with the cheese that is so right for you, you'll stumble over it in the parking lot. It's hysterical. Um, but um, I just encourage anybody in central Pennsylvania who knows where Gap is, the intersection of 41 and 3, what is it, uh, 30, 30. Um, just turn – Turn south, and uh, if you if you pass the lighthouse, you've gone too far. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the lighthouse, which is the clock tower. Yeah, right. No, it's a lighthouse. It's not it's a, a new tactic for us here on the Masonic Light Podcast is to mention sponsors before their sponsors and shamelessly uh, get them in as sponsors. Yeah, yeah and, and if you go to the Chasemonger, mention yes. that you heard yes about him on the on Masonic, the Masonic Light, Light Podcast. Podcast. On the Masonic and Light maybe Podcast. just maybe you'll get a discount. Yeah, don't I'll, count on it. Or also, he may say, "No cheese for you." Out. No. <laughs> also, be mindful of the corn squid. Yes, exactly. are, yeah, it is yeah. corn squid molting season in Gap, so you have to watch out for that. There are some shells on the road. But other than that, all right. So we're going to come back uh, to this conversation that we've been having. Um, what were we talking about, Tim? Can, I can, forget. Can I, can I say one thing? No, I'm sorry, Larry. Okay. <laughs> our listening audience, 141 shows, has heard the most from our producer and director ever in the history of this show. Josh Lamberton was here. <gasps> hey, hey, so the, the key is, if Pete doesn't show up, Josh is here. Josh. Well, Josh is always here. Josh, Josh is, is always, always here. here. We just don't hear from him. Right. They're, it's either yeah or that, no. That or. that chair will. Ruin. I'm just listening for what P, I have to. He will be here next week. Please. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're we're talking about um, we're talking about the positive energy in the fraternity right yeah. now, and I think we're all seeing it. Tim, what do you? How how would you throw in on that? No, I just think a lot of really good things have happened coming on this side of a bad experience with the, with the, the pandemic. Uh, we've seen lodges step up. We've seen appendant bodies step up. And, you know, are they always going to get everything right? No. Uh, but the, the energy around all of those um, activities, I think, are encouraging brethren to um, take the fraternity even more serious than they did before. Uh, there's definitely a transformation going on generationally. 
Um, we're seeing a lot more younger fellas, and I can say that as a 60-year-old. They're all younger now. They're all too. younger now. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I mean, when I see, you know, we, we had a worshipful master during COVID who had the foresight to uh, have a cookout um, where it was outside once it was deemed safe to, to at least do some outdoor activities. And he invited everyone who was under 50 in the lodge to come to his house for a cookout. And as a result of that activity alone, uh, we've gotten guys that have come in and taken chairs. We've gotten guys who have volunteered to be stewards. We've gotten guys to be volunteers on our visitation committee. Uh, just a whole host of things within our lodge. And I think the same thing can be said for any number of our appendant bodies. Now, you know, Larry may want to poo-poo on Scottish Rite, but... Um, poo -poo. He doesn't poo-poo Scottish Rite. <laughs> but I think we're seeing, at least my experience in the Big Valley of Harrisburg, is that... Um, <laughs> so they laugh. Uh, but it is the Big Valley. Um, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing things done so differently there. And a lot of it is attributable to our officers and to... Um, our commander in chief, uh, Larry, Baker. quit moving your freaking chair around. You're killing me here, Smalls. Yeah, right. Oh my God. I'm trying to get my shoe on. You're trying to, I don't know. Well, you're rooching. That's what you're that rooching. Is. You're rooching. Oh, God. I'm rooching. The grief. smell. Yeah, uh, I am. I know. All right. So, anyway, uh, you know, our, our, our commander in chief, our, our valley secretary, all are doing just innovative things uh, to bring folks in. We've got people renting out the building that have never rented it before. You know what? I mean, wait, it's wait. just fascinating. Look, so all these people doing innovative things. Innovative. Okay. Innovative. Mm -hmm. Everything in Freemasonry is not prohibited. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. There's this feeling that if, well, if we haven't done it for the last 90 years, it must be prohibited. No, try it. Right. I don't care if it failed six years ago, try it again. What the heck? Exactly. You know? I mean, it's different times, different world, different people, different different pressures. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and that would be our encouragement to you all out there is to do that thing. Be, as Jack likes to say, be the change. Be the change. Be the change that you want to see. I'm getting a cramp. Um, Good grief. You it is cramped. How in the world did we ever get to 141 <laughs> shows? But yeah, um, we really need a YouTube channel. We, this is if we this is why we can never live stream this. Oh, this is oh why God. we can never live stream our shows. These chairs got to go. Make <laughs> noise. So Josh, uh, talk a little bit about the um, the rebirth, if you will, beyond the merger in Millersville Lodge? Um, well, I mean, from the meetings that we've had so far, uh, I kind of feel like attendance-wise, we're at, we're at probably about levels pre-COVID. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of a lot of committee stuff happening, a lot of people volunteering to, to you know, do some stuff for the lodge and be involved and you know have an active active hand in making the lodge exist and uh you know it's a it's a lot of people that kind of started showing up on some of the virtual stuff during covid and uh you know people that haven't been around for a while are starting to come back uh i don't know that's it's, all great stuff 
Yeah, it's good. Like people are excited to do things, are excited to go hang out and stuff after the meeting and petitions. Uh, yeah, we've hey. we've got a bunch of guys coming through right now. Excellent. Yeah, they I mean, voted on one last night and got two more in the hopper and right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I think I think last month three came in. So this month we had another one. So we we get excited about petitions not because hey it's another you know donor who's gonna just you know pay his dues and go away but um we all of us around this table know and and probably most of you listening know um it's not the 23 year member who's gonna step up and join the line right Mm -hmm. that guy's not going to become an officer in your lodge it's the guy that's spanking new has that new mason smell on him you're, you're, you know, if you can, if you can get him involved with something, make him a guide, have him fix dinner, whatever. Go smoke a cigar with. Smoke him. a cigar with him, whatever. Just be involved with them, and uh, and those are the guys that are the future of your lodge. And if you don't pay attention to those guys, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about just to the officers right now. The guys on the sidelines, mm-hmm. if you walk into Lodge and you see a face that you don't recognize, stick your hand out and say hello and introduce yourself because it may be that that's one of the new guys. If, if the new guys are actually you know stood up and pointed out, great. After the meeting, go and shake their hands. That's how, that's how we go forward, right? Nothing else. It doesn't matter how many signers of the Declaration of Independence. It doesn't matter how many Masonic presidents. If you go over and shake that guy's hand because he because he's the new guy, that's what makes the difference. That's the future of the law. One of my favorite things to observe is what goes on before a meeting actually begins. And you can find out whether the lodge has a pulse. Um, yeah by watching the activity that occurs before the master calls the meeting to order. Um, and, and I observed this last night. There were guys moving around talking to each other. They were shaking hands over here. They were moving over there. Same thing happens in my lodge. Jack, I've been to your lodge numerous times, and the same thing happens there. It's literally the master has to wrap the gavel to get everybody to go sit down, Right. which is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's the way – and we've actually had guys who have been 20-year members, but they hadn't been to the lodge in 15 come back and it's almost like they're the new guy again so one of the things that came up at this uh at this mentoring meeting was the rusty mason yeah um you know the the guy who's who's really due to receive his 25 year pin mm-hmm. but he hasn't been to the lodge in 24 years mm-hmm. um just you know reaching out to those people that you know hey you've been paying dues for 20 years why don't you come out for dinner one night mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff and and we just don't do enough of that so that's that's all potential all potential. So, Larry, you are the Grand Tall Cedar for which valley? Forest. Forest? A, I'm sorry. What's forest? We don't have I'm valleys. It's All right, forest. Forest. Yeah. forest. Okay, which fine. Forest? Uh, Lancaster 27. So, and, and this has been a, a, an experience for you as leading that Masonic body. And t- so talk a little bit about what your experience has been, because that that's a body that you've seen increase their activity and, and basically seen the rebirth of. Yeah, if I have to stand up suddenly, it's because my leg is cramping again. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
pre-COVID, we had a decent <laughs> attendance, never overwhelming, but we had a solid attendance. And we're one of the few organizations that allows the invites the wives to attend as well. And uh, although they don't have votes or anything like that, they do enjoy getting together. They actually look forward to it so much, in fact, that when uh, one of the when a when a brother dies, a, a tall cedar passes away. Some of the wives continue to come back on their own, and they're more than welcome. And I think that speaks well for our organization, but. Again, pre-COVID, we were all right. And then, like, for two years, we started going slowly back. It was not good attendance. And I think we began to wonder in our forest if we were going to really make it. And I think now we're, we're taking a look at it and we're seeing a resurgence. It's a very slow, methodical buildup, but we're getting members back and we're getting more enthusiasm back. Of course, it took a really good leader to mold that. Oh, my God. Here it is. That's what, yeah. There we go. There it is. There it is. I was born to lead. There you go. (laughs) Did you, though? Oh, God. Actually, oh, no, I won't say that. You just have to be able to read. (laughs) But, no, it it, it is fun. But it's, it's, the organization itself, I really enjoy it. I've been going to it for years. Josh is a member, I think. Yeah, you are. A cedar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I've come to a few events, but yeah, I, you I'm come not, to the oh, you you came. I come to the, to the events. I'm I'm not an actual member. You, yeah, you were at the Yellow Dog degree. You had, yeah, you got peed on by the dog. Yeah. Shh. Yo, what? Uh, it's just Q and A time. Cedar. No, nothing. Just Jack's a member too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Jack's a member. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't Jack just finally get his hat? Invisible Jack. Yeah. yeah. About two years later. Yeah. Uh, three was it? Uh, something like that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I got it. <laughs> I attended the rebuilding of the whatever. And yeah. yeah. See, I forgot you were a member. I know you're a member, and you are absolutely. It's because I never. I go, haven't uh, seen you yeah, since I know. I know. December. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You haven't. So all of this to say that uh, you know Freemasonry is alive and well, uh, and if it's not where you are, then make it so. Um, I, I just want to say one more thing about yeah. tall cedars. No, I'm sorry. June the 18th, the Tall Cedars Picnic, where we award scholarships. Uh We have a uh, white elephant uh, sale kind of a thing. Where do you find white elephants to sell? What in the white elephant? I don't know. They put goofy stuff in a bag and you have an auction. I don't know what they call it. It's a paper bag sale. Is that what it is? And we're having that. And it's a cookout. We provide the hamburger. The joke is that they all can recognize the paper bags from last year and the year before (laughs) and the year before that. I know what's in that paper bag. (laughs) So it takes a sucker coming in new and going, what's in that bag? (laughs) Yeah, you're you're right about that, John. Right. This yeah. pack of peanuts expired in 1996. Oh, my. <laughs> but that's uh, any Master Mason and his wife and family are welcome to attend. Uh, it's at Glen Henry's house. Now, you want to contact me through uh, the Tall Cedars 11 and 27 page or, you know, through through uh, Masonic Light Podcast. Contact me and I'll give you directions on how to get there. But anybody in Central PA is welcome to attend. It is a fun time. And it's, it's nice to be able to share it with yeah, the Yeah, they're great picnics. They really are. Okay. Well, we're going to take our final break. Uh, we may have some news. We may hear from some other of our contributors. And we're definitely going to hear from a sponsor, the Historic Smithton Inn. 
and we'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge in Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. And we're back. Uh... Pete, we miss you. Uh, we look forward to having you back next episode. Uh, so what have we got going on in the next few weeks? We're approaching the summer months here. Actually, we're full-fledged into the summer months. Roger Houston, we're break. At least uh, two of our lodges has already uh, passed our June meeting, and Jack's is coming up soon. So, Jack, let's start with you. What do oh, you got coming up? I'm, I'm all right. I love my lodge. I love my worshipful master. I'm not sure what's going to happen about strawberries in June. Uh-oh. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, by the time this airs, we'll, pro- we'll be a day before our state of meeting, so there won't be any time to react to this. Uh-oh. But I don't think the worshipful master remembered that for the last 109 years, there's been strawberries <laughs> and ice cream at the June meeting. Uh-oh. So shame on the past masters for, for forgetting to remind him of that. It's our fault. Matt, we love you. Um, and then beyond that, I don't even know what I've got going on. Larry, how about you? Or <laughs> Jack. Uh, Tall Cedars picnic, June the 18th at Glen Henry's. Thank you. Go oh, Grotto. Grotto. Yes, Grotto. All right, Josh. Grotto. Uh, I don't have, I don't think anything going on other than podcast and probably some hanging. Okay. But uh, I, I just want to admit that I too forgot about Strawberry Night. <sighs> we all did. However, there were strawberries for sale in the refrigerator. There were. Yeah. There were five quarts. Yeah, $5, uh, $5 a quart. Yeah. But no ice cream to put on. No, no ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> no, no. And it was mentioned that it was strawberry night, but we didn't And they were any. actually just frozen, but oh, put in a quart container. Well, you summer, can't beat that. Summer meets, means nothing, apparently, to me, because I was just looking at my calendar for the next six weeks, and I'm like, holy crap. Um, Samuel C. Perkins Royal Arts Chapter is coming up. Uh, Harrisburg Council Number Seven is coming up. Most importantly, though, uh, our June AMD meeting of Lucius Akaratas AMD Council, Ooh. and that is like my favorite meeting of the year. Um, Harrisburg Lodge of Perfection picnic is also on the 18th at uh, 
Progress Avenue. I can't remember what the name of the park there in Harrisburg is, but it's on Progress Avenue. Uh, we'll be attending that. And then two quick references of upcoming events. The Valley of Harrisburg Golf Tournament. Uh, uh, supporting the Children's Dyslexia Center is scheduled for Friday, July 22nd. If anybody would um, would deign to be seen golfing with us, yes, uh, reach out because we're going to probably sponsor a foursome. And since nobody here but me golfs, well, Pete, well, Josh golf, does now. Pete oh, golfs dude, a I'm little. Amazing golf. Josh is amazing. <laughs> Josh showed it's up amazing last year that and they golfed his first time ever on a golf course. But I yeah, was like, oh, you need clubs. <laughs> Wow. But seriously, we would love if you're interested. Yeah, just in joining to drop a drop a note to the to the to the Facebook page or the yeah. website. And we're going to be a sponsor uh, as we were last year, and we'll also be sponsoring a team. So uh, we've got that coming up, and then two events: one in August, the Harrisburg Summer Barbecue and Cigar Event is scheduled for August the twentieth. I believe that's a Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday, August twentieth. So mark your calendars for that. You can go to the Valley of Harrisburg website for all the details. And then I think this is something that's just really cool coming up this fall. Uh, they're hosting a murder mystery dinner um, in the ballroom there. And that's going to be on Saturday, October 29th. We'll hear more about that as we get closer. But I think that's just a fantastic um, event. Uh, coming up so oh grotto meeting at at uh Steffi steffi's neverland neverland ranch, neverland ranch That's right. uh is uh on the saturday the 25th of june uh 2022 because we don't know when the hell you're going to listen to this <laughs> but uh if if there's time come out to steffi's neverland ranch and uh, be uh inducted into the um the bowels of uh grotto so yeah. there you go if i bring a check can i read Re up. Yes. Yeah. You just okay. need to bring a pulse. You're fine. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, again, guys, uh, great episode tonight. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Josh always makes our uh, episodes great. So. Depends on how much of myself I cut out. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's cue up those chickens and uh, Larry, take us home. Larry, what do you got? Corny jokes? Come on. No, Car not talk? Not. Steals? No, not tonight. That's next week. That's really? Hemorrhage jokes? We're going to have a... Um, next show we have, we're going to have a lot of staff changes again. Oh, jeez. Yeah, people retiring. Uh-oh. People leaving. Uh-oh. People quitting. Uh-oh. So this oh, is a tease, huh? You just tease. It's right. going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> the Saturday Night Massacre and relive. for those of you who work for the podcast, if you're getting close to vesting, say bye. Oh, uh, special thanks to our producer, director... Josh Lamberton, who you heard a lot of tonight, yeah. who continues to make the show really great. Josh, Josh. Uh, special thanks to Everlodge665 for making our studio available. Special thanks to Jack Harley. Uh, there was a motion made that they want to double our rent. They want to double our rent. Oh, wow. Well, we'll come up with it, I think. Oh, we need more Patreons, if you heard that. <laughs> Uh, also, too, to Jack Harley, our news director, Tim Edmund, our marketing director. Uh, special thanks to Michelle. What's her name? Snyder. Wow. Wow. Uh, Michelle, we miss you. To Doug Madden for Touchy Doug. Yes. I, I want to reach out. I talked to Doug this past weekend. We had a long conversation. In English? And he wanted to know, well, it was part Pennsylvania Dutch, like, and she died, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And the front porch stuff, and the banjos and ukuleles. But anyway, 
He, he was wondering if people listened to him. He was just questioning if it's worthwhile doing this. And doing I, our show or doing his show? No, doing our show, the part that he does. He was wondering if people listen. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I said to him, Doug, you cannot believe the feedback that we get from people about your show. And uh, really, he's an important part of, of, uh, of what we expect uh, from, from our control. Actually, he goes over and above. He, he's, a, he's The guy's a genius. I call him the Garrison Keeler. No, no, we call him the Simpsons to our, uh, what was her name? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, shit, yeah. Shit. Tracy uh, Allman. Tracy Allman, yeah. Right. He is, he's the Simpsons to our Tracy So here's Allman. the challenge. If you're a Masonic podcast listener and you like listening to Dutchy Doug do his bits, send we, us $5. No. Oh, no. Seriously. No, no. Go to his website, Doug's, Doug's Front Porch, I think it is, or leave a comment on our it's Facebook YouTube, page. It's a YouTube page. Yeah. It's a YouTube page. Yes. Okay. But let Dutchy Doug know how much you appreciate him, because we think he is a super important part of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just got a note oh, from... is he positioning for a raise? Yeah, he is. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that right. part of the... Uh, right. yeah, I, think that, I think that's what it is. We're going to have to have a how labor va- how, value, how valuable am I to this company? Uh, just got a note from uh, Nicholas Lane from Canada. Nicholas is uh, just finished driving down to... He's visiting Jason Richards in Virginia, staying over at his house, I okay. believe. And uh, he said, Jason says to say hello. Hello. After oh, he after he bombed after he out, stiffed us. Yeah, stiffed us. Oh, yeah. Man, man, so, man. Jason, we understand your little guy did get sick and you really had to get out of there. But Priorities. hopefully you'll come back to Lancaster again and we'll be able to treat you to a good night. All right, this may be the longest chicken diatribe we've ever had. Oh my god! Uh, did I thank everybody? I think so. Start over, just in case you missed. Special somebody. thanks to Josh. No. <laughs> no. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody.